I never even saw the ball. All you do is dribble. I have to dribble. If I give it to you, you just shoot. You're a chucker. Oh, I'm a chucker. That's right. Every time you get the ball, you shoot. I can't believe you called me a chucker. No way I'm a chucker. I do not chuck. Never chucked. Never have chucked. Never will chuck. No chuck. You chuck. Am I a chucker? You're a chucker. All these years I've been chucking and you never told me? Well, it's not an easy thing to bring up. Hey, you know this is the first time we've ever seen each other naked. Believe me, I didn't see anything. Oh, you didn't sneak a peek? No. Did you? Yeah, I... I snuck a peek, but, but it was so fast I didn't see anything. It was just a blur. I made a conscious effort not to look. There's certain information I just don't want to have. September 3rd, 2017. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, good people of Pendant. Hey! Whoa. Whoa. We got a new mic. You might hear us better now. Yeah, we thought ours was working fine, and then we, we were wrong. <laughs> we got a second one, and we're like, "Wow, it's so much better than the first old one we had." We we'd been using it since like the beginning of Pendant, the same snowball. It served us very well. It was still recording, but apparently much much quieter than it used to. So, and we'd even swapped the cables and tried different ports, and that wasn't it. So it was yeah, it was going. But now we're on a shiny new snowball. So it is. It's shiny and neon. Green. We also have a chrome one. Yeah, because we had Ooh, to get... Ooh, fancy. Two. Why would we need two? I don't know. Reasons. Reasons. We can't talk about that yet. Let's talk about things we can talk about. Oh, that's a good idea. Just after our last twip went up, the good folks over at Fanbase Press put up an interview with Susan and myself. They so nice. Regarding Aren't active so nice? radioactive radio, the pilot that we did, of course. Yes. Um, so we didn't get to mention that in the past episode, even though it went up right after it. So, but if you go to their website, fanbasepress.com, you'll be able to search and find it, I'm sure. You, you can search check for it out. us or pendant or it's all in there. Or active radioactive radio. Yeah, or that what too. Have you. Right. So check it out if you want to learn a little bit more about the process behind creating that show. Yeah. Okay. Now we have some director news for you all. I love director news. After As You Like It is completed and there is an episode of Sonnets, as per usual, Mr. Sven Halverson, lead director on The Pen and Shakespeare, is stepping down. <gasps> oh no! Yes, it was Sven. time. He had to move on. But we thank him terribly much for all of the work he put in on the show. It was great and we will certainly miss him. Yes, we will. And... Advancing uh, up from assistant director to lead director on the show is George Linfield. Woo! Oh, goodness. Maybe don't lean toward the mic when I'm, you scream. I'm not used to it yet. George was, of course, assistant director on Henderson and Havner in season two, and then he moved over to assist on uh, Pendant Shakespeare when Landon stepped back from directing. And so now he's moving up to lead director and coming in to assist him is Joel Rowan. You may remember Joel. He's directed for us in the past for Kingery and The Line. And so it's really cool to have him back in the mines. No one escapes forever. No, that's right. They always come back. It's that Cheeseburger River. They can't. And then once they get close, you just chain them to the desk and they're stuck. And that's it. Yep. It's that easy. So anyway, <laughs> welcome back, Joel. Great to have you. Thanks so much for helping out. And of course, um, that show will be continuing on right afterwards. The casting call for King John is up uh, right now. Yes. And uh, expired. Expires? 
I guess the deadline for not expires is in a few <laughs> days. I'm a, they're doing it all steampunky, so that's really cool. You should go and check it out. Yeah, on our our audition, our audition, or audition. Yeah, our audition, or audition for it. For it. <laughs> okay, wanted to ask you all. We've mentioned this a few times, but probably not in a while. Um, I don't know if you know how the algorithms on social media sites work, and really, who does? But I one don't. thing that helps a ton is every time on Facebook, you see one of our posts, you share it. You see something on Twitter, you retweet it. And on Tumblr, you reblog it. It helps so much. Also, commenting helps a lot, too. Yes, especially on Facebook, which doesn't yeah. like to show most of our posts to anybody who, even though you like might have... Uh, you know, clicked like on Pendant and said that you even want to follow us, it's still not even going to show you most of our posts unless you all the time click on them, then it'll start showing them more often. But mm -hmm. more people who actually want to see our stuff will actually see it if you just click like. And then especially if you share and comment, that gets a lot more uh, notice on the stuff. So, yeah, say words. We're not going to like absolutely. yell at you. Please help. Please help spread the word about stuff. So retweet and reblog and share and, and help more people. People who want to see this stuff be able to know that it's there, right? That's a super good idea. I yeah, like it. Right. Cool. Cool. All right. So then the last thing we have to talk about is we've been talking for a while about some shows that we were working on, but we couldn't tell you about. There were three of them. We can tell them about things now? Cool. No. What I can tell you oh, is no, one of those okay. three mm -hmm. has advanced forward to a stage, a very very good stage a big stage so you might be hearing something about that very soon one of the other three is set up to advance to another stage in about a month or so stuff will be moving on that direction so these things are moving along and the other thing it kind of maybe fell through but that happens sometimes, which is why we didn't tell you anything more about it yet. Because, you know, sometimes the stuff just doesn't work out for whatever reason. But we share the real truth with you, so the you know. The real truth. Mm -hmm. Two of these shows took really big steps forward uh, since we had the last TWIP. So hopefully by the next one, or maybe soon after, we'll have more information, actual details we can tell you about these things. So stay tuned for all that. <sighs> that was a terrible update. It's a good update. It's just so... They're still moving. There's motion. It's, it's going. It's so vague. Yes, but it's not like I say nothing and then they think they just stalled out and we'll never I, hear about well, them again. No. You really think people are like remembering what you said last whip? Because I don't. <laughs> I'll tell you this much. Landon does. Oh, it's uh, calling you out a little bit. But I mean, he always is. Okay, so some people listen to this show. Look, you're peeking the mic, too. You watch it, buddy. Yeah, I lean too close again. We had to get close to the other one. Well, now we don't. You, you know, you, you project, like, a lot. It's because I come from the theater. I really don't, but... But you do that. I didn't act like in theater. Like theater people. I did, like, techie theater. So, okay, whatever. Mo I like We're this. moving on now. We're moving like, on. We're like theater we're people. We're moving okay. on. All right, let's go. From Los Angeles, California, we have Joe J. Thomas on the line. Hello. Woohoo! Woo <laughs> How's it going, man? I'm filled with cells. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> filled with cells. So so you're gonna um audition for Kalox Brother on the Kingery? Is that the plan? I am. 
<laughs> the plan filled with salt. <laughs> I have I have no plans of my own. Ah, well, we should make some plans for you. Ma- Mongo, but pawn in game of life. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of this tonight, I think. <laughs> so, um, we last did this when we last left our heroes. Um, it was like three years ago or so or something like that yeah i think we were just i think we were just starting with like season one of henderson and habner mm-hmm. yeah and this i guess we're on three or yeah, at the end of about, three right now we're about two and a half we're about halfway through second season i think we're li- at least uh, something like that yeah what's been released here um just this last week Tw- yeah. episode 22 yeah they George do 8 per season cool so we have questions hopefully you okay. have yeah hopefully you have answers otherwise this is very short and one sided <laughs> so um <laughs> thing um <laughs> let's let's start with Henderson and Havner okay Dude, it's a blast listening to you as as uh, Henderson. How? He's, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, I was gonna say he's a uh, uh, part of me, I guess. Yeah. What what part? The the part that my wife doesn't want to talk to. <laughs> well, yeah, he Henderson does have a fascination with. More of his more, shall we say, manually, man, manually, manly attributes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 He's very manual. Manual. <laughs> <laughs> so, what kinds of things that you haven't gotten to do as Henderson are you hoping our our distinguished writers will allow you to do in the future? Gosh, let's see. They. They had him uh, as just a regular cop, and they had him fired for a while, and he was doing weird stuff with season two, and now he's back as a cop. And uh, I don't know, you know. I mean, you could put Henderson anywhere; he could run off and join the circus, or somehow get caught into as a you know desk job in some cube farm. (laughs) (laughs) I I'm gonna go out on a limb. And say he'd do better at the circus than <laughs> corporate. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just a hunch, really. <laughs> hey, have you seen all the things that this printer can do? <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> He's easily amused. That's yeah. one of his strong points. <laughs> <laughs> have um, Have you and M, Miss M. Sierra Garcia, who plays Ms. Bobby Havner, um, have you guys um, coordinated any of your acting together at this point? We, we did. We did. Uh, I think we did like one or two somewhere in the last season, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it helped get us a bit more in sync. But then I, I think both of us have whatever the vibe is be, that's going on between Henderson and Havner. I mean, sometimes, sometimes I'll. I'll open up the script and I'll just go through 
and read Henderson's lines as if he's the only one in the room, like it's a monologue, mm-hmm. and somehow that works for Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'll have to go occasionally. I have to go back because I'm like, oh, he just said this. What was he talking about? He was talking to somebody else who's got a dread fear of you know robots or ducks or. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should do in the next season. They should have some robot ducks. Robot ducks. I was just going to say robotic yeah. ducks. That will really mess with him. Yeah. He'll be hiding under his bed for weeks. <laughs> Is there a part of uh, Henderson's life you want to see us get to know more about? Maybe something that's been hinted at at the scripts or something that hasn't been hinted at? Yeah. You know, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind learning something completely... Uh, completely out there about him like he's uh you know he is a trained fencing master or you know something he's got to be a savant on something right something completely weird you know like he he's uh he's he's not good at at, with any plants except he grows carrots really well or something stupid (laughs) like that (laughs) the the shows have gotten a little bit longer Uh than in in the first season has that been an adjustment or has that been kind of a, a natural progression uh it feels pretty uh, like a pretty natural progression i i think the um the i think this the script and the plot complexity over the season probably needed a little bit more meat on the bones mm-hmm. and uh you know henderson's a acquired taste and i think i think the audience has built up a tolerance to him so they can take a little (laughs) right because if i remember correctly the um the explanation of why it was only like you know five to seven minutes per episode is because that's about as much time as anybody really could take yeah yeah (laughs) so we've developed a resistance to iocane powder and the episodes are now a bit longer (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, are we going to get you in Kingery? Or Seminar? Or, you know, because we see those um, casting calls going out, especially as of late. I've been, uh, I've been doing some side projects with a couple other, a couple other people that have been, like, sucking up a, a lot of my time it's it seems like every time i come up with an idea now it's it's they've they've all become collaborations of some sort so mm-hmm. um like uh, i'm working on a parody music video and i hooked up with another person who does animation and stuff so she's drawing pictures and i'm video editing and that's turned into a so it's it uh Can for you now i uh, it's a Star Wars parody, I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Yes, I, I felt there was an. Uh, I felt there was still one Star Wars parody that somebody hadn't done. <laughs> Is it off of Rogue One? Uh, no, no, it's actually uh, it's actually an Obi Wan uh, parody. Mm. It's all about all about Obi Wan, <laughs> with a particularly catchy tune. <laughs> Oh, I would expect that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you're you're quite busy in in the voice acting arena, then. That sucks up most of my time. That's uh, you know auditions and mm-hmm. sessions, and some sessions at home, and some out at studios and fun stuff. 
And refresh my memory, is that your your primary gig? Or is this like for for many of us is kind of either a secondary thing or, or hobby kind of thing? Oh it's a yeah, for me it's it's a full time thing. So in in my spare time I in my spare time I do voice acting and in my in my full time I do up voice acting. So oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I switched over from uh uh computer programming to voice acting about it's been about 12 years and for the first couple of years I was kind of doing a mix of a little bit of coding for people to pay the rent and mm-hmm. I managed to land a couple that were large enough to see me through. So well, there you go. So what was that like leaving a job as a developer? And I'm I'm in software uh, quality assurance, so I have a, a real good familiarity with working with developers and business analysts and, and the software development lifecycle and all that. What's it like to leave that and go into voice acting? It was. Um... Well, uh, what I'd been doing was uh, I had a full-time programming job during the day, and I was doing theater at night. So mm-hmm. I had I had both halves of my head kind of working simultaneously, and um, I got laid off from from my job, uh, which I was I was doing remotely from from L.A. to Dallas. So um, I was mm-hmm. remotely working for a company in Dallas, and they had a round of layoffs and it's like we're letting go of all the remote remote employees mm. so that was the initial shock and then my wife was like you should you should try the acting thing but you know don't go on camera because <laughs> <laughs> but, but she retrieved herself by saying you know it's you're you're fine but there's a lot of people who look like you whereas your voice has got enough unique qualities that you can do a much wider range on the voice stuff. So, uh, so I kind of now I kind of fill in the programming side of stuff by doing the technical pieces of creating um, animations or videos or things like that. But I haven't coded probably in you know, at least like six or eight years. That was an adjustment. So, do you have any advice for someone who wants to break into voice acting? Uh, save a lot of money up. <laughs> <laughs> have have a well. I mean, that was part of, part of my initial plan was save enough of a nest egg so that I could. I, I don't I don't usually do well with multitasking, like focusing on two careers simultaneously. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I split it into theater at night and computers during the day. Mm-hmm. So part of the plan was do the corporate gig until I have enough in the bank and uh i did that part and i got a little bit of a severance and then my wife uh has been like saying just go for it and she's it's not a blank check she she makes me do a budget every year and and uh you know give her quarterly reports and it's a good relationship (laughs) (laughs) she she keeps me she keeps me honest she keeps me focused because otherwise if it was a blank check i'd be you know doing whatever i felt like and saying i'm gonna blow this one off because i don't care about it but um when you're when you still have to pay the bills then you're like sure i'll 
drive for three hours in LA traffic to go do a, you know, a gig for somebody I've never heard of. <laughs> so as far as, so th there is a reality check you have, right? As yeah. far as, you know, making that transition. What about the, the hows and what to find oh. and what to look for? It's, I mean, it seems like, it seems like everybody I've talked to, everybody's story of how they transitioned or how they started up is a little different. And mm -hmm. mine, it's, mine started with, um, having the, I mean, having the whole foundation of, of acting to start with. Then I found a good coach and they're like, well, you've got 90% of it. You just need to know how to work a mic. Mm -hmm. So, so that was made the transition a bit easier Then the, the hard part, especially in LA, is you know getting an agent and finding out what you're good at and what you want to do, and um, and that seemed to fall into place around the same time that I uh, got laid off. So that was part luck and part preparation, I guess. Mm. So um, in in other cities, it's it's a little bit easier to to. Uh, get into the voice acting side of things because you can actually uh, in smaller cities you can go to production houses and say hi I'm so and so and I'm I'm a voice actor and you don't need an agent at that point if they think you're good enough to call you know because then mm -hmm. the production says hire you directly um, LA is just a tough nut to crack so. Right. so you think LA is a harder place to do that or do you think there are more opportunities per capita given you know hollywood and you know everything that goes yeah. with that well it's both i mean if you want to do animation or games or any of the blockbustery kind of movie things there's only la basically so you kind of have to the opportunities are here but then the market's got a lot of high quality people i mean if and anybody uh Anybody you've heard in a cartoon is probably still out here working, and a lot and um, a lot of them audition daily. It's it's really interesting because sometimes it's rare now that you get a audition where you go out to a casting studio, mm -hmm. but that still happens. And usually when you show up, you're sitting in a room and you're going, "I know a lot of these people because I watched their cartoons when I was growing up," right. <laughs> and, right. and that's a little that's a little freaky that. You're like, am I at this level? Can I actually, you know, get this gig, or is somebody just gonna come in and go, no, no, I've got it. <laughs> so, uh, and it, that's, you know, trial by fire, I guess. At some point, you have to kind of face up to that. But there's plenty of voiceover work that's not, you know, animation, video game stuff that's everywhere else in the country. Um, Audio books are just huge and growing uh, growing every day mm -hmm. and people are those everywhere you know wherever you can get your setup made and cut the audio tracks and edit them down and send it off and you could be you know in Patunxi or some other made up place <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pete Mylan does those oh yeah yeah so you've got this um Star Wars parody project going on. Um, do you have any other projects that you've got going on that you can talk about? Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm writing a book. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a 
uh, I can't give away any of it. It's, right now, it's it's in kind of a short story form. Mm-hmm. I may expand it to be a novella or a novel, but I, I haven't written a whole lot before, so this is a new-ish thing for me. Mm-hmm. I blog a lot, but, but that's different. Have um, you thought about writing for seminar? <laughs> uh, <laughs> See actually, what I did there? Actually, this might... This is the kind of thing that might fit into seminar. Oh, I, yeah. I briefly talked to uh, Jeffrey and Susan about it like a couple years back. Mm-hmm. And I said, here's the general idea. Do you guys want to write it? And they're like, no, but if you write it. <laughs> <laughs> they are slammed we'll put it with stuff. Wow. And I was like, okay. So I had to actually do some work. So it's, <laughs> it's, in, this, it's in this pseudo-draft kind of form. It's a... Mm-hmm gothic noir kind of dark uh murder mystery kind of thing yeah mm. and it sounds like there's a cat as part of the story <laughs> oh <laughs> she's do you hear her she's in the back that's that's my uh that's my uh, little little old abuela she's a uh, little little old lady she's her name's nez because she's the opposite of zen <laughs> nice. Yeah, she we... occasionally is in the studio with me, but usually she doesn't like it when I'm talking. Mm. <laughs> we recently got one and um for my kids and it goes from zero to kitty in like one point two seconds. Ooh. Yeah. Is it young? Yeah, he's about a year now. We got him when he was uh, really tiny. Yeah. What's what's his name? His name is Jax. We got him from the Humane Society, so they gave us a box to put him in, and my wife made the comment of, of ooh, Jax in the box. So <laughs> we, uh, we kept the name. Oh. Yeah, ours is from, uh, ours is a rescue cat, too, so. Because, cool. you know, we, we can't have cats of our own, so we adopted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep. Can you tell I'm tired? My mind's just wandering aimlessly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, any other projects? Uh, just like work stuff. I've been. Uh, it's it's interesting. There's it seems like uh, on the on the work side of things, on the uh, voiceover side of things, the I've been getting more um, uh, virtual reality headset kind of games oh yeah uh, are you seeing yeah. an increase in that are they are they getting the kind of success that uh the marketing folk want us to think they that they're getting i think they're still in the like rudimentary phases there's yeah. i did one for playstation is playstation's headset which mm-hmm. i looked up the headset afterwards and i'm like oh man this is expensive to get into but yeah yeah um but that one was uh uh, oh, that's interesting. I just realized that both the games are like giant robot ones. That one was a, you're fighting, you're you're controlling these kaiju, and they destroy a city that you build. So you build the city, then you destroy the city. Oh, uh, and everything comes that, full circle. Oh, that's called they live to destroy. <laughs> interesting one. But then the other the other one is uh, it's on like Oculus Rift, mm-hmm. and I think it's on. I think it's on PlayStation also. It's called Archangel. And uh, that one was actually done by a movie studio, which they're 
apparently seeing how popular games are, and they're like, we should do a game. And mm-hmm. in that one, in that one, you're you're running, you're in a giant uh, mech fighting other giant mechs, and it's apparently a really uh, really cool to to play. The developers were telling me about it, and of course, I'm only the, I'm only I'm the voice of the bad guy, so eventually you have to kill me. But that's uh, normal. That's <laughs> normal for my jobs. <laughs> Can you give us a little uh, sample? Uh, his name's his name's Maddox, and he works with a uh, he works with it's kind of the government. It's in a far dystopian future mm-hmm. there's a resistance that has these mechs and there's Maddox who's working for Humanix which is a giant mega corporation that runs everything else mm-hmm. and he's basically he's very he's very he's a hard ass he's like uh, you know uh, let's see where's his vo- where's his vocal placement he says things like I know what you're thinking about, and I wouldn't try it. You see, I've killed entire villages just to even the score. And he's, and he's like, okay. And the the guy the guy who's you're the guy who's chasing or fighting him. Mm. And at some point, his mech shows up, and one of the crew says, "Is that the mech that destroyed the entire Chinese army?" And you go, "One mech destroyed the entire Chinese army." <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So it's yeah yeah he's he's a real baddie so someday I'll get to I'm I'm not really good at playing games that's my my voiceover confession is I I I'm the voice in games and then I go to play them and I end up dying a lot <laughs> that's very cool I remember the last time we talked you had done the um the ads for the Boom Beach app oh yeah yeah. Those are actually still still running. Uh, are they? they? Yeah, yeah. I think that the the app is still somewhere in like the top twenty oh, wow. or so. It wasn't like the top two or three for a long time, but right, right. I guess there's there's just they're still running them because you know occasionally my agent worked out. Th- this is okay. Okay, everybody who's getting into voiceover, this is what agents are for. My agent worked out a deal so that it's it's. Uh, uh, the commercial has a lifespan as opposed to a buyout. So there's, you can do things two ways. You can say, I'm going to record this for you and you can use it forever. That's a buyout. Um, which of course is bad for the, the voice actor. Um, but the agents are kind of watching out for you. So they negotiated this whole deal and said, okay, this is good. The, this is good for the first two years. And then after that, you need to renew it. If you're going to keep running the commercial, so, you know, occasionally I'll I'll get a nice check and I'll go, oh, they're still running Boom Beach, and I'm glad it's succeeding, you know, and mm-hmm. it kind of gives me buy-in to seeing that it's it's doing so well, and um, that's uh, I, I mention that because if you're out on your own doing voiceover stuff, a lot of times people just do a full buyout, you know, here's the price and it's mm-hmm. yours, and. I'm probably not as comfortable negotiating as my agent is because they do it every day. So that's why they're an there's agent. there's an advantage. There's an advantage, uh, and uh, they've been doing fantastic. I'm with uh, Vox in LA, mm. and they do fantastic work. Fantastic work. 
There you go. Yep. Those who are looking to break in, you've got some good information there. Yeah. Don't call my agent. <laughs> Can uh, people find you on social media nowadays? Oh yeah, I'm on. Uh... I'm on Facebook a lot, and uh, they can always go to. Um, I've got a weekly creative blog. The, the Star Wars song will be on there eventually. It's uh, called Joe'sDump.com. Yeah, and every uh, every week I do something creative. Uh, sometimes it's advice and voiceover. Sometimes it's uh, poetry. I've done animation on there and other parody song videos that. Some of them have been on uh, Dr. Demento. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got an online show now, so he wow got a subscriber base, and he's he's a fun guy, fun guy. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, you know when they when they dropped him from radio, he I, I guess he took like a, a little time period and worked with some techies, and they worked out the whole podcast subscription deal instead, and he had enough of a fan base that. They just went over and it's like, oh, cool! Look, Doctor Demento's online. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's cool. So that's probably that the easiest easiest way to see what I'm I'm up to. I I post stuff on my uh, Facebook page. I've got a voice actor page, and then um, my regular website, JoeActor.com, and then Joe's Dump. How about you? Where can we find you? Well, people can find me on Twitter at jg underscore qa. That was a great lead-in, thanks. And on <laughs> Facebook, www.facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N dot G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B dot 5036. If there is anybody you'd like to hear in the hot seat, as Joe has done so magnificently today, shoot me a message on either place and uh, let me know who you want to hear. And if you have questions, submit them on the Pendant website or send them to me directly and I'd be more than happy to grill and ask the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> Joe, thank you so much for, for spending the time. I know it's late. Um, I said this before we turned the recording on, but today, I think for both of us, today has been a long week. Yeah, <laughs> yes, today has been a long week for a variety of reasons, <laughs> but uh, at least I got a, a little bit of a chuckle and a nice chat uh, at the end of the day. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Thanks. For me too. Thanks so much. And we will kick this back to Jeffrey and Susan. Yay! Yay! It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Coming out Wednesday, September 6th, Kingery, Season 9, Episode 2. This way, folks. Always plenty happening at the famed Kingery Road Resort and Casino. Next time on The Kingery. Sit down, Cal. Give me the headline. Things are quiet, Captain. <laughs> I'm serious, Captain. Zero murders, violent crime down 35%, robbery down, burglary down. Numbers are down across all categories. Do we just get good at police work, or what? You do not get to play the family card. Especially not after trying to kill me and destroy the entire kingery. I said I'm sorry. That's not enough. You need to make uh, restitution. You see, Mr. Jennings, you're good at this. 
You make us a lot of money. A lot. We like that. But that does not give you the right to harass people or violate their privacy. Only at PendantAudio.com Enjoy your stay here at the Kingery. And keep your noses clean. Coming out Wednesday, September 13th, As You Like It, Act 3, Part 2, The Pendant Shakespeare. Never talk to me, I will weep. Do, I prithee, but yet have the grace to consider that tears do not become a man. Next time, on The Pendant Shakespeare. Will you be married, Martin? As the ox hath his bow, sir, the horse his curb, and the falcon her bells, so man hath his desires. And as pigeons bill, so wedlock would be nibbling. I am not a slut. Dead shepherd, now I find thy saw of might. Whoever loved that loved not at first sight. Why, what means this? Why do you look on me? I see no more in you than in the ordinary of nature's cell work. Odds my little life, I think she means to tangle my eyes too. No faith, proud mistress, hope not after it. Tis not your inky brows, your black silk hair, your bugle eyeballs, nor your cheek of cream that can entail my spirits to your worship. Sweet Phoebe, pity me. Love and confusion abounds in part two of As You Like It, Act Three, part of the Wild Bill Variety Show. Go thou with me and let me counsel thee. Listen or catch up anytime on desktop or mobile at PendantAudio.com. Coming out Wednesday, September 20th. You want to try one without the random laugh? No. Henderson and Havner, episode 23. All right. You're putting that in. Guess I am. Okay, this is the factory where we saw those robots steal those shoes. And, hmm, where the foreman guy completely refused to even acknowledge how deshoed his feet were. Oh, yes, yes, very true. All of it. Uh, why are you here? Um, uh, so, okay, you two witnessed the crime in progress, right? Uh, yeah, but also no. See, we saw the robots taking the workers' boots. Right, and then the boots just, like, poof! Vanished with, like, out of trace. Also very true. Oh, yes, indubitably. Just as it all happened, I can confirm with my own two lips. Why are you here? Um... (sighs) Well, someone must have gotten the shoes out of here without being detected. We did the best detecting we could. But then, Interim Chiefy and Interim Captain fired us. Which was like, hello, jump the gun much? I mean... If you're gonna fire me, at least let it be for, like, 300 different bottles of hand sanitizer. I mean, that I left in the storage closet right where they belong. La la la, the show is almost done. Yay! (laughs) That about does it for this episode of TWIP. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah! It about does it, because we're mostly done, except that we're not done, because we have the little end bit to do. And we still have to talk for that. So I'm going to talk for that now. Okay. 
be sure to stop by the website at PendantAudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash Pendant, the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash PendantAudio, the Twitter at Twitter.com slash PendantWeb, the Tumblr at PendantAudio.tumblr.com, and the YouTubes. I got a little messed up because I forgot the YouTube yeah, and then I remembered it and then yeah. I stumbled over. Yeah, okay. okay. Anyway, at YouTube.com slash Productions. Check us out. Listen Watch to active, stuff. radioactive, Watch radio. the pilot. Comment. And if you don't have the time to comment, we understand. But you know what? Share. Like, like, reblog, retweet. Just do some things. Be like a that. pal. Be a pendant pal, would you? <laughs> pendant pals. Pendant pals, I like it. We'll see you back here next month. This is Susan Bridges. And Jeffrey Bridges. Thanks for listening. I wanted to put another P afterwards, and I couldn't think of one fast enough. My. Um, improv skills are really shoddy, so. How positively fabulous. Fabulous. Perfect. I have to be Jerry. Why do you always get to be Jerry? Because you're George. Why? You're just George. <sighs> That's rather insulting. I know. <laughs> <laughs>